Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Yud Tes in Megillah. We learn for a four Shlema for Yosef Asriel Ben Chayim Michal. From the Mishnah near the top of the page where we left up yesterday. Ben Ir Shalach Lekrach. We learned, of course, earlier in the first parak that a uh, people from regular cities, unwalled cities, uh, they lay in the Megillah on the 14th, on Yud Dalar Adar, and the people in the Krach, in the big cities, that... Um, uh, that are walled cities like Yerushalayim or possibly Tferi, other cities um, that were they had walls from the from times of Yeshua ben Nun. They read on the fifteenth. So let's say you were visiting another city. Let's say you were from Tel Aviv and you visited Yerushalayim, or the reverse. Or Ben Krach What day do you lay the? What day are you to lay the Megillah on? And by the way, you could lay the Megillah even though it's their fourteenth. You could lay it on the fifteenth, or vice versa. You don't have to necessarily end on their day. So here's the question: What's your chiyuv? So here's the rule. If you're going to be back by the morning, meaning, let's say you're in Tel Aviv on the 14th of Adar, or the 13th of Adar, let's say, Erev Purim, are you supposed to, and you're planning to come back to Yerushalayim that night, that night, late at night, even after they lay in the Megillah in Tel Aviv, then you lay in on the 15th, you don't lay in with them. So we'll see what the Gemara is going to explain. If you're going to return that night before daybreak, before, meaning if you're planning to sleep in Yerushalayim that night, even though you're in Tel Aviv, you're laying with Yerushalayim. And the reverse is true. Be in love, if you're planning to stay overnight in Tel Aviv, in other words, you'll be there by the morning time, then Karimar, you laying up with Tel Avivis. So again, if it's 13th and it's about to start the 14th, it's like a, it's a Tanis Esther, and, the, and you're in Tel Aviv, do you lay with them? If you're kind to come back that night, even though they're going to lay in right away in an hour or so, right? They're going to lay in when, as soon as it gets dark after Marav, but you're planning to return home that night, you lay in with Yerushalayim. The Imlav, if you're not planning to come back that night, you're going to be there, you're staying overnight, let's say, then you read with the Tel Avivis. And, and the reverse is true. Also, if you're Shalim and going back to, if you're from um, Tel Aviv and you're, and you're uh, in Yerushalayim now, when do you lay? And so again, if you're going to stay there overnight, overnight, you're going to mean you're going to be the night when the laying on the 15th in Yerushalayim, then you lay with them. If not, you lay in, uh, you lay like Tel Aviv. That means that even if you're in Yerushalayim, you're from Tel Aviv, and you're in Yerushalayim on the 14th, on 14th when Tel Aviv lanes, you don't have to lay with Tel Aviv if you're planning to come back that night. But if you're not planning to come back that night, you have to lane that day. Doesn't mean you have to go back to Tel Aviv. So just lane yourself on the 14th. You understand? Doesn't mean you have to go back to Tel Aviv if, if, if you're if you're planning on going back. You understand? If you're planning on coming back to Tel Aviv before the morning of the 15th, then you have to, then then you have to lane with the Tel Aviv. How long did you know you're not going to be back before midnight, which is really it's not midnight. Day. It's by Alosa Shachar. It's by the morning time. That's what it goes by. Like I'm saying, overnight it doesn't go by midnight. Okay, so now. Omehechen uh, Kore. How we all know you read the whole Megillah, right? The Megillah starts with with what? Vayhi bimeachashveiros. That's the beginning of the Megillah, right? Do you, it doesn't. So you don't you have to lane the whole Megillah. So here's the question. There are different opinions. Omehechen Kore as a Megillah. From when? When are you yotze? In other words. Do you have to read the whole Megillah to be Yotze? Or, you're right, the whole Megillah has to be there. You have to lay from a kosher Megillah, which has all the words from Bahi Bachashash until the very end. But to be Yotze, the, the Kriyas Megillah, do you have to read the whole thing? So, Meir says, cool, you got to read the whole thing. Rabbi Yudas is Meish Yehudi. Ish Yehudi. You know, that, that's the post you have to start from. 
You have to learn from a whole Megillah, but you only have to read, start reading from Isha to Biyotse. Rabbi Yosimer, me achar hadvarma eila. Which achar hadvarma eila is that? Achar hadvarma eila, gidal hamelch, ech, es, hachashverish, es haman. That's, you only have to start from there. So three different opinions, and we'll see a fourth opinion in the Gemara as well. Amaravu. Loshan, let's go back. So there's really two parts of the Mishnah, like two Mishnayas. The first part of the Mishnah talked about when, when do you lay, if you're from the 14th or the 15th, number, uh, do you lay, if you're from Tel Aviv and you're in Yushalayim, what do you do or vice versa? This that you we say that you're, if you're coming back on the, on the, uh, if you're coming back that evening, then you have to lay, right? We said, if you're planning to come back, you lay like your normal place. If you're from Tel Aviv, and you're planning to come back that night, the night of the, it's, it's, uh, it's the, it's the Arab, uh, let's say it's Arab Purim, right? The 13th. And you're planning to come back, you're in Yerushalayim now, that, that evening. But you're planning to come back that night, then you lay like your hometown. You're not planning to come back, meaning you're gonna be there till the next morning, then then you lay with the people uh, that, you're, that you're from. So again, Benir Shalach Lakrach, if he's in Yerushalayim, if he went from Tel Aviv to Yerushalayim, and he's not planning on coming back the night of the 14th, where, where they lay in Tel Aviv, then he stays and he lays with the Yerushalayim people. So obviously there's a way to avoid the whole thing, right? You could avoid laying both places, but you shouldn't do that. how do I know? Pasuk says, the Jews who are spread out, meaning from, in cities who are not walled cities, and then it says, Hayosh Fimoria process. It's like a double ocean. Alkena, the Jews from the, from the spread out cities, from the cities that don't have walls, Hayosh from the, that are settled in these unwalled cities. What is after that double ocean? They're from, they're from Tel Aviv and they're living in Tel Aviv. Even if you're Paris for one day, you're also Paris. That means if you're from Yerushalayim and you're in Tel Aviv on your Dalit, and you're not planning on coming back that night, you got to lay with them. Even though you're, you're only one night, you're basically your one day Tel Aviv, you're still Tel Aviv. Ashkenaz. What if you, if you travel in the morning? In the morning, it's too late. No, it's got to be where you are at Alosa Shachar. You got to come back that night. But in other words, if you travel on the 14th in the morning, you have to go back. It's, it's, it's travel from where to where? What do you mean? Where are you? Let's assume that you're, 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 you're from Yerushalayim. Right. And on the 14th in the morning, you travel to Tel Aviv. No, then you don't have, you have a problem. No intention of coming back. No, that's no, that's that's no good. That's no good. Then that's you're avoiding no it both ways. Yeah, that's you, right. right, you're avoiding both ways. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't don't work. Get it's got ideas. Don't get any ideas, right? You have to be, we're talking about when you, if you're in Shalim and you were there on the 13th going into the right. 14th, do you have to lay with them? If you're going to stay overnight, yes. If not, no. That's the point. So Ashkenaz Parus, the Gemara says, okay, that's fine. Parus says, process. telling me that even if you're Parus for one day, one day you're just there one night. That's it. You know, you're still Parus, right? That's kind of Parus. How do we know the other way around? How do we know that if you're from Tel Aviv, if you're from Tel Aviv, here's here's a case. Of, let's say you're in Tel Aviv and you're a good boy. You're laying, the, you know, your your dollar. Then you came to your Shalim to visit your family, right? right? And you stay overnight in your Shalim. You got to lay again, huh? You gotta lay, what? Well, when did you lay on, on the 14th? You lay on the 14th. No, you're in Tel Aviv. You're in Tel Aviv on the 14th. And right. then you traveled in the afternoon. You came to Yerushalayim. You gotta lay again. So Ashkenaz, Paras, Paras, Mukafer. You already laid twice. 
you're already laying, fine, but you have a chiv to lay with them too. Maybe you're yotze because you learned, you laid already, but technically right. if you stayed overnight in Yerushalayim, you're also Yerushalmi for that day, so you have to chiv to lay both times. So, Ashken Paras, that's a fine if you're a Paras, meaning that if, if you're from Yerushalayim and you went to Tel Aviv, you're a Paras for one day, right? You're a Paras for one day. As long as you stayed overnight from the 13th to the 14th, you have to lay like Tel Aviv. What about the other way around? What about if you came from Tel Aviv to Yerushalayim? How do you know? Manoa, it's a Sfara, it's a Sfara. Mid a Paras, Ben Yom Akar Paras. If you're, if you're a one day Tel Avivi, you're considered one day. Mukha Ben Yom also Kar of Makar. If you're in Yerushalayim for one day, you're also, uh, you're also a one day. So in that case, you'd be chay, you would lay twice. You would lay four times, really, you know, if you count night and day. Night and day, you'd have a chay flanking. Amorav. And he says, Ben Kfar, what about a Kfar? Remember, we learned at the beginning that a Kfar for the people from the villages. The rabbi said, because since they supplied the pity in the big cities, so as an accommodation, and it's hard for them maybe to lay on your dollar because they had a Valkore or whatever it was, so when they come to the market on Monday or Thursday, they could lay if it's the 11th, the 12th, or the 13th also. That's a kfar. So, let's say the kfar is in the city. He has to be with them either way. In other words, even though technically his own village may be laying on the 11th or the 12th or the 13th, he still has to slain with them. He has to lay with them because if he's in the city, he has to lay with them. He means that even if he's going to come back, in other words, if he's with there, let's say he's in a big city, uh, an unwalled city, on the 13th going into the 14th. He went, you know, for a time of Sester, he's there on the 14th. Even if he's going to come back, he has to lay with them. Why? My time. Hi, your boy, Lemeker. The truth is, he's really, the villagers have to lay on the 14th too. For Abonim, the Akilah Al-Kraf, the Abonim made an accommodation on the Kfarim. The Gemara says, Mipnei, the Gir says, Mipnei, she sapu mai mozaz on lachem. Because they give supplies, so the rabbis made an accommodation for them. But basically, their real, their real uh, um, obligation is to lay on the 14th, right? Um, Right? So that's if he's at home, if he's at home in the village and he's laying on the 11th, the 12th, and 13th, fine. If he's in the city, he has to lay in the Pnei even if he's planning to leave that night and go back to his village. In other words, the the Chiyav on the 14th versus the 15th, those are different Chiyavim. The walled cities are the 15th, the other people on the 14th. But the people in the villages really have an obligation to read on the 14th, but we made an accommodation for them. That's only if they're home, but if they're in a big city, in the, in the unwalled cities, they should lay with the walled cities whether they're planning to come back to their village or not. Eisvei, Abaye. So Abaye has a kash on this. <laughs> ben Krach. Krach means like from a uh, walled city. Apparently, that's what it means. Shalachli, or he went to, the, went to a regular city. Ben Kachabenka, Karbim Komo. He's got to read on the 15th no matter what. So, Where? how does that make sense? Where? Where? He, to himself. Makes no difference. He's got to read. Kim Komo means he's got to read on the 15th. Find Dominion. He's got to read on the 15th, right? Uh, 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 no, it doesn't say that. Listen, no, that's the kasha. That's the kasha. The kasha to me, this is strength. This is this goes against what we just said. How could that be? How could that be from a big city? You just said, right? It depends on whether he's going to come back. How can you say that if a guy from the wall, if a guy from Shalim went to Tel Aviv, he always has to read on the fifteenth, no matter what, even if he's in Tel Aviv, he's got to read. That we just said otherwise. We just said it depends whether he's planning to come back or not. If he's staying in Tel Aviv overnight, yes, then he's like Tel Aviv. If he's not staying tonight, he doesn't have to, right? So it all depends on that. So he must have lost Tel Milsa. Ella ben Kfar. It's a mistake in the Girsa. It's when he Abayas the Kasha ben Krach Shalach Leir. It's not really from a big city. It means ben Kfar Shalach Leir, right? As we said, the villages. 
the villagers who went to the big city, right? About villagers, he reads like his own place. His own place, we just said, is the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th. That goes against what we just said. We just said before that if he's from a village and he's in the in big city on the 14th, a non-walled city, he should lay in on the 14th, no matter whether he's coming back or not. Here it's Mashmah that he's laying on the 11th, 12th, like his own village, right? So that's a problem. When a person from a kfar who lays on 11th, 12th, and 13th, and he's in the big city, does he lay like his own kfar, his own village, or is he laying on the 14th? Didn't we already explain this? In other words, we've already corrected this brisa because the brisa reads Ben Krach and we change it to Ben Far. Tani Koreiman. So change it also and say the whole the whole brisa is mistaken. It's a Ben Kfar, and if he's in the big city, he lanes Imahen lanes with the big city, meaning on the 14th, whether he's planning to come back or not. So, so who's he providing? In general, it's not in this particular case, not like this guy is providing the water and the food for it. It's in general, we said <coughs> that since they provide water, the first beginning of the Masechah, yeah, we said, yeah. since they provide provisions, we make an accommodation for them, and we say that they could lay it on the 11th, 12th, or 13th, right, if that comes out to be a Monday or Thursday when yeah. they visit the big city, <coughs> and they don't have to lay it on the 14th. And now he's saying, let's say one of the people from those I, villages. I understand. Yeah. What, what, what are they accommodating them for? Why give them, you know, the 11, 12, 13? Because, uh, that because they supply things to the big city. We do them a favor. We do them a favor. They're, because they're busy on the 14th? No, not, and not only because they're busy on the 14th, because, but not only because they're busy Dafka on the 14th. No, that's because, what, no, what I don't understand. It's in general, because they give supplies to the big cities, we have an accommodation for them. One of, the, one of the things that they supply is they come into the cities on the Mondays and Thursdays. They come to the market and they bring right. their stuff in there. So because of that, we have an accommodation. Since they're supplying, we allow them to lane on a Monday or Thursday prior to Purim if what comes out the 11th, 12th, or 13th. That's the point. Not because of that day, Dafka, that they're busy. So a Ben Clark who's on the 12th in his car and they're laning, yeah. he's going to, to Tel Aviv. Right. He Afterwards, he's going to after he's going, right, would he have to lane a second time, presumably? So he has yeah. to lane on the fourth, Presumably, yeah, yeah, the 14th, that's why he has to lane also. If, if he knows or, he's, yeah, he, presumably he would have to lane both. And if he goes just on the morning of the 14th. Right, so then he wouldn't have to. He wouldn't have to. It goes by where you are at night. All right, so, <clears throat> we said you have to lane from a whole Megillah, but where do you have to start from to be outside? Do you have to lane the whole <laughs> thing? So we had three opinions of the Mishnah. <laughs> the whole thing, Ish Yehudi, or... <coughs> Tanya, a fourth opinion. A fourth place. In other words, we have four opinions as to where you you have to start from to be outside. Right. Now, as we said, I said you have to link from a whole Megillah. As we said before, okay, we said yesterday that if you're missing a word or missing a pusik or something, you could fill that in orally, not from the ksab, but you have to basically a whole kosher megillah. So all these four pins learned it out of one pusik. What's the pusik? The pusik is the one we quoted at the top of this page. How did I quote it incorrectly, Michael? Batichtov, not batichtikasev. It says, Batichtov, Esther Amalka, Basavichail, Marachayuri, Eskol Tokef. Right? The one who says, the Tanakama who said you got to lay the whole thing. You're not Yodse with some of it. Ramir says Kula. What is that? Mordechai has all the power. Esther Malka and Mordechai Yudi wrote down this whole power. What power are we speaking about? Mandom Kula, you got to write the power of Cheshverosh. 
So it, that starts from the beginning. Mordechai's power. He had spiritual power and he raised the Jews up. So we're talking about Mordechai's power. So he says, start from Ishihudi. That's good enough. Because the Pusik says, she wrote the whole thing. What, the Kokaf, the Kokaf of Mordechai. That's the main part. The first part, by Ibn Chashverosh, is simply a preamble. Talking about the power of Haman, which of course was overpowered. The power of the miracle. That was the miracle. That the, that night they read the Sefer Zechronos and Mordechai was elevated. Where is this Pusik? This Pasuk is at the end of, uh, at the end of, uh, it's Pasuk Paftes, Perak, Perak Tes, near the end. So based on a Pasuk at the end of the Megillah, uh, Megillah determining, what, that's, that's right. That's they talk about the Megillah. That's when they talk about the Megillah. But this Pasuk, uh, uh, that's exactly what we're going to talk about, and we're going to know more about it. But I think of it, that's what I'm going to that's called Tokev. No, the whole thing was written. The whole thing was written right. from Yimei Cheshverosh. So but the mean? question is, what's the main part? This Megillah that we're talking about, you have to read, so that's called, called Tokev. That's called Tokev. The Kaimis Eigeris, it goes on, the Kaimis Eigeris, that the first part is the preamble. What's the main part? The main part is the Tokev. So who's Tokev we speak on? Or the Nes. A different Pasuk. Pasuk says, right? What did they see? Uh, what did they see? What did they see? They saw this. Al kocha for this. Umaygilem. And what was the upshot? What happened to them afterwards? Based on that pasuk, right? It says, right? It says this is marau al kocha umaygilem. What does that mean? Manda Omar kula. The one who says Rameir. Rameir says you have to read the whole Megillah. Marau Hashveirish. What did Hashveirish see? In other words, we're trying to say the purpose of the Megillah was to see marau al kocha. What did they see? And what, what did they do? Marau, and because of that, what did they see which caused them to do? And what was the upshot? What was their, what, what, what was the uh, result of what happened? So the one who says it was Achashverosh from Marach, what did Achashverosh see? What did he see that he started using the utensils of the base of Mikdash? Al Koch, what did he see? Because of this, remember he figured out, even though Balshazer messed up the count, Achishverosh messed it up also. Right, going back to the chart, right? Uh, he saw that the 70 years had passed, the Jews weren't redeemed. So he figured, that's it, the Jews are done. No more, no more base of Mikdash. What was the result? The Kotovashti. At the end, the result was he made a whole party. At the end, because of the party, and she didn't want to participate, at the end, he threw her out, and she was killed, we say, by the Malach, or she was killed. That was the upshot of what happened. So again, when you say, what's the purpose of the Megillah? What did he see? And, and what was the reason? What did he see and what did he do? What did he see that he caused, did something? He saw that the base music wasn't rebuilt and he figured that's why, you know, what did he see that he caught, that he started to use the Kalim? Because he saw there was no more base of Megdash and the upshot was that she was killed. Why did Mordechai start, start up? Why did he, uh, um, uh, um, you know, uh, provoke Haman? Why did he provoke Haman? Al Kocha, you know what he saw? Because, because uh, he made himself into an Avodazara and the Jews should not worship Avodazara. So that, what did he see? He saw the Shavu Nafshazar, Umay Gielim, what was the upshot? The Srachish Nisa, a miracle happened because of that, because he took the uh, initiative. Eventually, a miracle happened and the Jews were saved. Mordechai, he didn't do this because the 
Haman's going to kill all the Jews? Yeah, yeah well, it, 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 that, that was money. Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't do the Abedazar. Right, because that, that, you could say that he, <laughs> he caused it. Why did Haman see that he got angry and against all the Jews? Because Mordechai didn't bow down, that caused him to get angry. In other words, Mordechai didn't, got angry at Haman because he was an Avodah But in return, uh, Haman got angry and said, I'm going to kill all the Jews. So that's the question of Ma Ra'ah, who saw? He says, Ma Ra'ah, the, the Pusik says, what did they see at, that caused them to do this? They saw this, and that's what happened. What did he see? Why did he Mordechai, or why did why did Mordechai uh, get angry at Haman or provoke Haman? Because he was at Avodah What was the end? What was the reason? If you learn that you start from Haman, that's the Ra'u. What did Haman see that he started up with the Jews? Because Mordechai didn't uh, bow down to him. and what was the the end? What was the result? They 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 uh, uh, they hung him on, on the um, on, on the mount uh, on the uh, tree on on, the, on a, a pole whatever they hung him on, on a pole. Ma ra'u, even though ra'u is plural, we're looking at each individual. What did Achashverosh see? What did Mordechai see? What did Haman see? Mandar v'balaylahu, ma Achashverosh lohaviyas the seferos. What caused Achashverosh to bring out the sefer seferos that night? Al kochalak he explained the other day. The zimna say Esther lohaman day he invited Esther and Haman. To come with him, and he thought maybe they're up to a plot. What's what's going on over here, right? That's why he said, "Let me let me bring out. Maybe I haven't repaid somebody in kind, and there there's a plot against me. Nobody's telling me. Let me see if I owe anybody anything. Let me bring out my uh, you know my books to see if I owe anybody any favors." So that's what happened. My Gilm was the end. This Rachash Nisa, a miracle happened. That's how they interpret the passing. So it's four different opinions. Obviously, we hold you got to lay in the Megillah from the beginning. Like we just said, that the Allah is you got to let, like Rameyer, you have to lay in the whole Megillah. Even the one who says you could start from Ishihudi, and presumably the other ones also, the whole Megillah, you have to have a whole Megillah. The preamble, in other words, your Yotze if you start from Ishihudi, right? You start from Ishihudi or Yotze, but you got to read from a whole Megillah. I'm reading now from the same Pasuk we started with before. Listen to this. All the power that we've described. Igeris is called the letter. And then a few Pasukim later it says, So the Megillah is called both in Igeris a letter, and we open it up like a letter, and it's also called a sefer. Okay, so let's see what the Gemara says now. Megil nikra sefer, v'nikra sigeras. Nikra sefer, v'ashim tafra, v'chute pishtam sula. It's got to be <coughs> sewn together. The various uh, parchments have to be sewn together with animal, uh, animal attendance, yeah. right? Not with uh, flax or something that grows in the ground. There's a mach- the machlok is about that, but there's a sh- one sheet that says that's puzzle. So if you are safe, it's like a safer, like a safer Torah in the sense it's got to be sewn together with tendons. Benikrasi geras, and it's called a letter. Shemhita b'shlosha chute gidin shera. It doesn't have to be the ureos, the, the various parchments that are attached together. Don't have to be done from top to bottom. They don't have to be sewn all the way up. If you put in three. Uh, Three tendons, like three stitches, one, two, three, that's okay too. It doesn't have to be, because it's like a letter in that sense. They gotta be evenly spaced. What does that mean? <coughs> from the top of the Megillah to the first one has to be equal, the equal space as from the first tendon to the second tendon, as from the second tendon to the third one, from the third one to the bottom. So to speak, like four spaces, five spaces all together. 
Let's say you read from Megillah, <coughs> like we read from a Haftorah. Okay, we read usually from a, uh, you know, from a, a, a volume, uh, like a craft. But let's say you read from a safer, a scroll. Like we, they have, there's, the Vim come, come in scrolls also. So the point is that the Megillah has to have its own scroll. You can't read from a Megillah that's written, let's say, with all the other Megillahs in the same scroll. You can't do that. Why? Lo Yatsa. Lo Yatsa, why? And Rashi says, because the Vim Nigeris Laatzma, the Mepharsam Nisa. Then they will see it's a Megillah. It's like you're reading Stam, like you're reading Aftoras, you're reading Stam, reading Tanakh. You have to have a, a, its own its own scroll. That's only port. That's only if it's not shorter or longer than the other ones. I'll mess with me. Port the lesson above. In other words, when you're talking about a scroll, many times they don't all have the same size. This parchments you could see sometimes they're sewn together. Different they took different pieces and one is taller or shorter than the next uh, piece of parchment, right? So he says, if the Megillah is really part of, many, let's say it's it got all of Ksuvim are in one big scroll, but the Megillah part is a little bit shorter or a little bit longer, tall, a little bit shorter, a bit longer than the other ones, that's okay too, because then it's clear that it's a separate uh, scroll. So right. when you read from, when you're sitting here with the Chumash, right. is that a problem? It's not a problem, you're hearing it from because a regular Megillah. You're hearing it from a Megillah. But in other words, Correct. if you don't have a Megillah, right. you shouldn't lean from a Chumash. You shouldn't lean from a Chumash. Correct. 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 You shouldn't lean from a Chumash. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, they talk about, let's, let's say you didn't hear a word. If you're looking from regular Megillah, you could say the word yourself. Right. If you didn't hear the uh, car, you know, the guys, sometimes they're still screaming Haman and you miss a word or right. something like that. All right. Levi bar Shmuel, have a Kakari kamed Megillah. So Levi, the son of Shmuel, was reading from a Megillah. Haksuva. Uh, ben Aksum was written in from a scroll that had other other Sifrei Kodesh in there together, right? Amalei, so he told them, he, he was doing this in front of, um, uh, in front of Rabbi Yudah. So Rabbi Yudah told him, uh, you're making a mistake. Uh, he says, it's in front of Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah said, no. Amalei, harei amru, hakor megil If you read from a megil that's mixed, that's, you know, attached, that's a part of a scroll with other ksuvim, lo yatsa. Amra fkibar, abra biyachan hakor megil ksuvim, ben Aksum, lo yatsa. Umachulam chucha, but he hit it on the head, meaning, he qualified it. He says, "Betzibur should." That's only betzibur. If you're reading for yourself, then there's really a presumably. If the reason is presuming nisa, it doesn't make such a difference because you know what you're doing. But if you're looking at a tzibur, the tzibur should see that it's a separate volume. Other things that he said: He said that leaving over in a here he's talking about a regular sefer Torah. A regular sefer Torah. At the beginning, when the two uh, pieces of parchment are, are sewn together, you leave a little bit at the top and a little bit at the bottom that's unsewn. So he says, that's halach l'mosh sinai. But then he corrects himself. He says, Again, like he popped him on his head. Wait a minute, it's qualified. That's only, it's not really halach l'mosh that way. The rabbi said, do it that way so that when you do hagbar glila, you roll it together, you won't rip it. In other words, if it's too tight, something will rip it. Sometimes you need a little give. You need it to give a little bit so that it won't tear. He says, that's the reason for it. Another thing that he said, this is nothing new with ours, it's just things that were said by the same author. Moshe was in a uh, cave. And Hashem passed over, passed in front of him. Remember, he says, I'll pass Likras Satsur. I'm going to pass over. The same thing, Elio was also in the same, in the same cave. That's what the Medrash says. So he says, if that would have been in that cave, a little hole, Nekev Machat Sikis, like the, a crack the size of a small, 
a small needle, not a big needle for sacks, Rashi says, but a small needle that we sew with clothing, they wouldn't be able to stand because of the tremendous light. Hashem's uh, accountants gives us so much light that nobody would have been able to withstand it. So he just tells you that it was totally sealed off. On the, uh, here, in, this is in Varm, when Moshe is repeating how he brought down the Luchos, and I'm written, that Hashem spoke with you, Bahar. Hashem, when, Moshe, when he gave Moshe the, the Aserah Sedibros in the Torah, he showed Moshe the Torah, all the, all the Achen and Rak and all the, uh, uh, the Miutim, like Achen, Rak is a Miut, and the Gams and the, and the Chols, all the, things that, all the things that we darshan in the Gemara, he showed them that already. The Ribui, S is Mar this, Gam is Mar that, Achen, Rak and Miutim, he showed them everything. The Dikduke Sofrim, even what the rabbis are going to interpret. Right, right. Rashi says, Obviously, he he's using not in the sense that we use it. Rashi himself is a reason. He's saying what the later rabbis were medakik from the earlier rabbis, whichever period you're comparing one to another. He, uh, Moshe was shown that also by the Rebbe Baruch Hu. Not only that, Umasha so from Asin and even what the rabbis will later on introduce themselves. Umaniu Mikra Megillah. Mikra Megillah also, in other words, I, M- Hashem told Moshe that eventually there'll be the reading yeah, of the Megillah, the, the Mikra not the Megillah, right, 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 but that's, uh, he yeah. told them already, the, not only the Megillah, the story, but the Mikra Megillah, right, how to sew it and how to, uh, the Chiv to read it. Hakok Shein Likas the Megillah. Everybody's kosher to read the Megillah. We mentioned at the beginning of the Masechta that what, that their shittas, that oh, since women are chayim, can be afin oli bosanes, that they have the same chivim as men, and therefore a woman could read technically for a man. Besides the issue of kol if she's got a beautiful voice or something like that, you know, but there's, uh, there's some shitas that even a woman could read for a man. Others, there's a machlokas about that. In any case, everybody's kosher. Chutz mechei reshot Now let's understand something. A shot of a cotton we know are not considered balei das, and therefore you can't be yotze with them. A cheirish, normally a cheirish that's in the Gemara, in the Mishnah, is a person yeah, who's deaf and dumb. Deaf and dumb. A person, we know that, that even a person who's deaf and dumb today could be an intelligent person, right? He's just deaf and dumb. Dumb in the sense, not dumb, you know, that he doesn't have brains, but dumb means that he, he can't speak. But that's a cheirish of cotton normally. This cheirish is different. The cheirish in our mission is talking about a person who's, who is, he has all his facts, except he just can't hear. He can talk. He can talk. Rashi, the, the second Tosa says, Stam He's reading the Megillah. So he's got one problem that he can't hear. He can't hear it himself. So And this Cheresh, this listen, is, is a person who's intelligent. He just can't hear. So therefore, because he can't hear, the Mishnah says that he's not kosher to read it. Doesn't mean you're not Yosei if he read it. Or, even bidiyeved, like a shot of a cotton, which certainly you can't be yotzeh from a shot of a cotton. Or does he only mean lechatchili he shouldn't? That's going to be the discussion tomorrow. Rabbi Yudah Machshub a cotton. Rabbi Yudah says that a cotton is kosher to read it. We'll see what this means. What kind of a cotton? So you're going to Mars, you're going to explain. It means a cotton is already nine, ten years old. He's kosher to read. That's Rabbi Yudah Shita. We don't hold like that. Okay. Man tana cheirish diyeved namilo. Who says that it's, you're saying even a cheirish who can speak, he just can't hear? 
Who says that even the Yevet also not? Amar of Masna, Rabbi Yossi, it's Rabbi Yossi, a famous Mishnah. We had it before here. Hakuris Hashma Blu Shmilozno. If you said Shma and you didn't hear it, Yotza. Okay, that's Rabbi Yudah, the Tanakhama. There's Rabbi Yudah who says, you're Yotze. Mashma, Bidiever, you Yotze. Lechachil, you guys should hear it, but Bidiever, you Yotze. Rabbi Yossi, I'm a low Yotze. You're not Yotze. So since the Cheresh can't hear, even though if he could say the Megillah, the other people could hear. The other people could hear, so why couldn't you be? He says, I call can't hear. But he could say, if he can't hear it, even other people can't hear, that's a problem. So say the Mephorshim. So, so when we say on our Mishnah. If the is leaning, even if, if the Cherish is leaning for the second time, in other words, there are people who lend the Megillah six times for people. Yeah, yeah, but right? the question being mozi, it makes so no difference if it's the first time. Even that, though he's not right, right, even, right. Yeah, yeah, just the opposite, right. Even if you might think that if he has to be Yotzi himself, then it's even more of a You could say it either way. But either way, he's not easy. You know, yeah, the, 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 the Mishnah says that a Cherish is not kosher to be Yotzi, not kosher to read the Megillah. Even though he's intelligent and he can read, it's just that he can't hear. He's not. So the question is are we speaking about you're not Yotzi at all by the Cherish? Because because it says Hakok Cher, he's not kosher, or only lechatchila. So the Mar is assuming who says Cherish diavet nami lo? Because this Hakok Cher says chutz Cherish, it's not kosher. It's mashma even b'diavet. So Mar says that's Rabbi Yosi, because Rabbi Yosi says that you have to be able to hear it. If you can't hear it, you're not Yosi. So he's the never Yosi the Megillah. What about Correct. recording? Or, how about what? A recording of the someone records it and plays it back. That's for sure not good. Uh, it's got to be read by a human being. Got to be read by a human being. It's, it's yeah. read by a human being, but it's on tape. No, that doesn't work. It's got to be live. It's got to be live. It doesn't work. Uh, nothing works. <laughs> nothing. you got to hear it. No, no, you can't. You can't be on tape. Easy. You're not that. No, you can't do that. So yotze. So we're apparently it's going like him. So Gemara said, in other words, that even a cherish b'diavet, you're not yotze. That's apparently what the Mishnah says. Chutz mecherish at the So Gemara says, me my How do you know it's been yotze b'diavet that even b'diavet you're not yotze? They have nami lo Maybe the Mishnah is really a beautiful. Maybe the Mishnah says, everybody's kosher except for Cherish of Cotton. But a Shatav Cotton, for sure you're not Yotzei. A Cherish, you shouldn't, but since he can say the words and he knows what he's saying and you could hear him, maybe you are Yotzei. Maybe, maybe you're Yotzei. And even he would be Yotzei. You know what I'm saying? Even he would be Yotzei because you're Yotzei too. If you say Kriyashma and you don't hear anything, you just mamish like, you know, read it so, you said Kriyashma right. so quietly, you don't even hear it yourself. He holds your yotze b'diavet. Who do yotze? Hadiavet chopper dummy. Says lo sachet. You can't say that. You can't say it's Rabbi Yehuda who holds b'diavet yotze. Why? Lo sachet. I think Tani says cherish to me shatv cotton like a shatv cotton. My shatv cotton diavet namilo shatv cotton for sure. They are not a bar das right. So certainly you're not yotze even b'diavet. So cherish also you're not yotze b'diavet. I have cherish diavet namilo. So the Gemara says v'dim ha'kadis ha'kadis. Who says? Maybe a cherish is only lechachila you shouldn't lane, but did he ever your yotze because he doesn't have to hear for himself or other people? Even if he can't hear it, other people for sure could be yotze because they hear it, and he could be yotze because he doesn't have to hear it. And uh, but shot of a cotton, they're not yotze the oven. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Midiktani say for Rabbi Yehuda, Machshir b'Katan, Mechal the Reish You can't say that. You want to say the, that the Mishnah goes like Rabbi Yehuda and Bidi Eved, a Cherish is is Motzi you and is Yotze, a Cherish could read the Megillah. And, and you want to say that it goes like Rabbi Yehuda. It doesn't make sense to say that goes like Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Because the Seifa is Rabbi Yehuda's Machshir B'Katan. So since the Seifa is Rabbi Yehuda Machshir B'Katan, Machal the Reisha Lab Rabbi Yehuda. Maybe that means Lechatchila. Right. Pardon? Maybe that means Lechatchila. 
That's what we're asking. That's what we're asking. Maybe, 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 no, so we're saying since, since the safe is Rabbi Yehuda, right. it's Mashmah that the Rashi is not Rabbi Yehuda. If the Rashi is not Rabbi Yehuda, it goes like Rabbi Yossi, who says that even be the Ever, you're not Yotze. So the Gemara, now the next two lines are skipped, and you go down from this Vidilma to the two lines b- below that, where it says Vidilma. The Gemara says, no, the fact that it says Rabbi Yossi, that Rabbi Yehuda argues in the safe, it doesn't mean that the Rashi is not Rabbi Yehuda. Dilma Rabbi Yehuda. Maybe the whole thing is Rabbi Yehuda. Betray Gavne, Katan, and Katanila. He's explaining two kinds of cotton. The Chesur Master is missing from the Mishnah. This is what you have to explain. Hakel, Cherin, Likras, and Megillah. Everybody's Kashri, the Megillah, right? Chutz, Mecher, Shet, Vakatan, Lechatchila. Lechatchila, we're saying, Lechatchila, Shet, Vakatan. The Medvar, Memorum, and Echerish, we mean what? Lechatchila, he can't, but the Evid, he could. And what about the cotton? The That's by a young kid who's five, six years old, four years old. He knows how to read, but he doesn't understand anything. He understands the mitzvahs like Rashi says. He's nine, ten years old. Maybe he's Rabbi Maybe he, maybe you could use him to lane. So therefore, it could very well be that our Mishnah means what? That a cheirish who can't read, that's only lechachila. Like Rabbi Yudah, but Rabbi Yossi holds, even but the evidence so good, you got to hear it. And he says, no good, but that Mishnah maybe means, cannot even be the Evan. But a Chayrish could be the Evan. I, how could that be Rabbi Yudah? Because Rabbi Yudah says that Medvar mourned by a, by a cotton shall give the Chinuch, but a cotton shall give the Chinuch. He's nine, ten years old. He can even read the Chinuch. And maybe therefore it goes like Rabbi Yudah. So the Gemara says, Maya came to Rabbi Yudah. So if he comes out like Rabbi Yudah, the Evan, meaning, what does Rabbi Yudah say? Again, Rabbi Yossi says, if you don't hear what you said, you're not Yose. Rabbi Yudah says, L'chachili, you got to hear it, but B'diyeva, you're Yose also. El Ahadatani, Rabbi Yudah, a Bryce was brought down from Yehuda Breit, Rav Shimon Bepasin. Now, he himself was not a rabbi, so he had to go according to some other rabbi. So the Yehuda Breit, Rav Shimon Bepasin, said, he learned, he said, there's a Bryce that says, Cherish HaMadabra V'Enu Shamea, a Cherish who can speak and he can't hear, like the case we're talking about, even though you have to make a bracha and you have to hear the bracha, he doesn't have to hear the bracha. You could, he can give truma lechadchila. Money, who does that go like? He says, a cheresh who can speak but cannot hear can give truma and make the bracha. Who's that go like? If your view is only b'dievet, you would say lechadchila, not. Even b'dievet, you can't be say if you can't hear it. So therefore, who would that go like? If you say, if you say even the Chachila says so a shirt sheet, who does that go like? If you're saying that Rabbi Yehuda is, is saying that Bidi Eved, you're Yotze, right? Bidi Eved, not the Chachila. Then there's our Mishnah says, I call Kshem Mikasa Megillah, Chutz Mechesh of meaning even Rabbi Yehuda is only Bidi Eved, not the Chachila. So that's what you want to say, that's what Rabbi Yehuda means. So when another Mishnah talks about somebody that says that a Chachila could be Yotze, the Chachila, who does that go like? Not Rabbi Yehuda, not. not not Rabbi Yosef, Elamai, Rabbi Yudah, Elamai, Elamai, what do you want to tell me? That, what, that the Mishnah, that Rabbi Yudah holds, even the Chachila, he could be out, say, and our Mishnah wouldn't be Rabbi Yudah, because our Mishnah says, that means it must be like Rabbi Yosef, who says, even by the evidence, no good. If that's the case, even the Chachila, so maybe that's what Rabbi Yudah means, and Shimon ben Pazi, Yudah, Brader, Shimon Pazi, is going like Rabbi Yudah holds, the Chachila, he could be out, say, even though you can't hear we got another case. El Aratanya, we have a Bryce and Brachas, which says, You shouldn't say in your heart, just like reading the words without living them. Right? Meaning you got to hear it. And if you did, you're Yotza, even though you didn't hear it. Right? You, gotta, you said the Brachas, but you said but you didn't hear it. Right? Money, who does that go like? That's the Chachil you shouldn't, but they have Yotza. Because you're saying Rabbi Yudah holds. 
even the chilchil it's okay. And Rabbi Yossi holds even bidi evit it's not okay. So would that go like? In other words, we have three different things here. If you say Rabbi Yossi clearly says you're not Yossi bidi evit, and we have a brisa from Yehuda Breder of Shembazi said that you can be Yossi lechachil, and we have a bracha. Gemara and bracha says only lechachil you shouldn't bidi evit Yossi. So which how are you going to come out? Says lo'olam Rabbi Really it goes like Rabbi Yudah. Afil lechachil. Rabbi Yudah afil lechachil machsher. And it says lechachila, you know, you could be Yossi. And the Mishnah, which says that lechachila you shouldn't, means Rabbi Yossi, but the evidence is no good. Velokasha hadidei hadarabei. So if it's lechachila, why does this uh, brisa or, or in uh, brachos say lechachila you shouldn't say berachos amos unless you can hear it? But the evidence you Yossi anyway, right? Hadidei hadarabei. That goes like his Rebbe. Rabbi Yudah holds lechachila you could do it even if you can't hear, but his Rebbe says only but the evidence you Yossi. The time Rabbi Yudah mishum alazav nazar, his Rebbe. If you read Shema, you got to be able to hear. You have to hear You got to hear it. So you got to hear it. That means you got to hear it. But the Yotze also. So that Brisa will go like like his Rebbe, Reb Lazar ben Azariah. Ramei Romer, no, you don't have to. Asher anochem etzav chayom, alavavecha on your heart. Achar kavon a slave, hey, not advarim. Whatever's in your heart, that's what your mouth is. Whatever's in, you, could, you say the words and you don't hear it, that's also good enough. Okay, so now what do we come out? At this point we're saying, our Mishnah goes like who? Like Rabbi Yossi. And Rabbi Yudah holds, even the Chachila, you could be Yossi, even if you can't hear it. And the Bryson that talks about the Chachil and Bidiyeved, you should, you should say, because Muslim, only if you could hear Bidiyeved, your Yotze also, that goes like Rabbi Nazai, your Rabbi Rebbe. Okay, so Hashdas is Lahachi, once you come on to this answer, Afil Tamer Rabbi Yudah, Karabesu, you can say Rabbi Yudah really holds like his Rebbe also, the Chachil Bidiyeved. Bahadatani Yudah, Beber, Shimon Pasi, Rameyer, we have another Tana now. Rameyer says, Lachachila, you could be Yotze even if you don't hear it. So that could be Rameyer. Rabbi Yudah doesn't have to argue with his Rebbe, he'll call Lachachil and Bidiyeved. He'll go lechachil and b'diyevet, and and the Mishnah uh, and and Rabbi Yossi always even b'diyevet. You're not Yosei. So if that's the case, we could say that the Mishnah could even go like who, like Rabbi Yehuda. We could say the Mishnah go like Rabbi Yehuda. If you say Rabbi Yehuda holds only lechachila and not and not lechachila, but but uh, he said that even lechachila, uh, you don't have to be able to hear it. So the Mishnah can't come out. The Mishnah says chutz mecher shot of a cotton. So, but if you say Rabbi Yudah holds like his Rebbe or Blazim Rasaya, Lechachila, you shouldn't, but Bidiyavid, it's okay. The Mishnah could even come out like Rabbi Yehuda. But if you say that Rabbi Yudah holds, it's got to be that, that uh, even Lechachila, you don't have to hear it, then the Mishnah can only come out like Rabbi Yossi, not like Rabbi Yehuda. All right, um, let, we'll just see the, to the, to the Mishnah. Rabbi Yudah, Masha, B'Katan. Rabbi Yudah said, even a cotton, Shigil Lechinach is okay. Om Rabbi Yudah, Katan, I see, I was a cotton. The Karisa Lamala, Rabbi Yudah, and I read, I read the Megillah before Rabbi Tarfan. Lamala, Rabbi Tarfan, this Kane Balud. And so Rabbi Yudah says, when I was a child, I read it. There's your proof. Om Malay, Nabi, and Ryan, the cotton. Can't bring a proof from a cotton. You know, there was, you saw this when you were cutting. It's like the famous question, if a, if a child saw a murder take place, then he became bar mitzvah. Can he testify? He can't testify because at the time, he's testifying about something that he saw when he wasn't the bar da, so that's no good. Tanya, Amar Rabbi, Rabbi said, I read in front of Rabbi Yehuda. You can't bring right from Matzah. Rabbi Yudah is trying to prove his case, right? Rabbi Yudah said that if it cut in his gilachinach, is okay. 
right? So Rebbe says, well, I read it in front of you, he didn't say anything, of course he didn't say anything, because he holds it's mutter. We are, we're, we're looking at the chacham, the bring right that the chacham held that it was mutter, you can't think. So why can't he say the same thing we said before? You can't bring a proof from a cotton. He says, chad about kamer, both reasons, this and another reason. Chad of the cotton, he says, number one, you're a cotton, you can't bring a raya from there. But I feel, even if you were a gado, you can't bring a raya, even if you were bar mitzvah already, and you saw it take place, that was in front of Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah's one who says that it's mutter. Even that mutter from a cotton shigil We're trying to prove a halacha, even like the Rabbanan. So therefore, apparently, we go like the Rabbanan, and a cotton should not read the Megillah at all. All right, tomorrow's daf is daf on the podcast. On Sunday, we'll start from the very beginning of daf chafa of Sunday's daf, the top line of the Rufus Egla Rufa. We'll talk there, uh, we'll start there on Sunday morning, Mirza Shem. And we're still in shul. <laughs> so far. They're falling, but we're, we're still here. We're still here. Have a good Shabbos, everybody. Call to. We're just going to Zoom as, as of January 9th.